All right, let's do this. Uh, it's a nice football red edition. We've had some grim episodes in the past few weeks, given our run of form, and then we bounced back with a great victory in the new year. Uh, there was <laughs> we went off the off the rail on the pod, undefeated in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that was very premeditated. Uh, Tommy's here with me. We're going to go through that disaster of a result on the weekend, but then we'll lighten it up with some chat about a uh, Melbourne victory fixture coming up this week, which is a good chance to to bounce back after this dismal display. So let's just jump straight into it, shall we? Uh, where does this rank for you in terms of bad performances for Adelaide? Oh, how long ago was it that we said that was the worst performance we've seen? It was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, maybe the Newcastle the game. Per- the worst performance this year, definitely. Um, yep. Look, uh, look. I don't mind us enjoying an unbeaten start to the season. Those seven or eight days were pure bliss. It was me. fun. You couldn't ask for anything more as a football fan to go undefeated for the entire season. So, we, we <laughs> did that. We did that during that period. Yeah. This this performance for me it relates. Like, did you see on the news at the moment? This is a very this is very Adelaide content now. But did did you see the stinky flower in the city is blossoming in the Botanic Gardens? I did not. So there's like this. This massive flower, I think it's called the corpse flower or something, right. and it, it it blooms only every once, every two years or something, and it only blooms for like twenty four to forty eight hours. Right. The crazy thing about this thing is that it stinks. It's fucking vile. Like people describe it with, with notes of rotting flesh and you know repugnant cheese, and for me, it just it smells awfully like Adelaide United's last five games. Very nice. That was a lot of effort you've gone through there to get us to that point. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I hope the listeners will enjoy that bit of horticulture. Is that horticulture? Yeah, I will go with it. Um, Green thumbery. It was an absolutely stinking display, wasn't it? So I don't really know what else we can say because we we kind of did it all in the Brisbane. Was it? Uh, what was the other game in there? There was a Newcastle. Newcastle. Was it? Was the other one Perth as well? No, away. it was Wellington. It was, it was, oh, Wellington away, sorry. Wellington. Yeah, that patch there. So many gettable points for us. And now we left this game on the weekend. Didn't leave the actual game, obviously, but um, we weren't there. I feel sorry for those who travelled. Um, oh, just on that quick, the, yeah. we, we always point out there is a, quite a, a large contingent that go away to the Central Coast Mariner game. Gosling, Locals know, or is it a favourite away trip? A, I know there's a bunch that live New South Wales that, end up getting along to like your Newcastle Central Coast Sydney games. So I don't know. I've, I've, it's another one of those areas where I feel like Adelaide do pretty good in terms of away support, um, considering the rest of the league and the size of the country, you know, that kind of thing. And where we are yeah. in context with the rest of the country too. Yeah. So great effort by those guys. Even if you live there, good on you. Um, Sorry I had to sit through that shit, though. I don't know why I'm apologising. I just felt bad for everyone that was there. I felt bad for having to sit in your lounge room and watch it. It was a, an absolute joke. Um, I like that we spent maybe the last half an hour of the game discussing Harry Potter plot lines. Like We did. <laughs> it left us also discussing where, 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 where this squad really sits now. Is Was this squad overperforming? Or have we just... It was really good last year and it's just fallen off the rails or was it always this average or what is it? I think, like, you know, as a unit, we've hit that big red button named panic on it. Yeah. 
and we're just we're in that streaky form that we always do where yep. we go through this you know and it usually is five games five or six games that we, we just can't we can't achieve anything and maybe did we overperform okay i've reckon from this season uh, from the previous season to this season this was the worst of the players that we've lost because we lost Torre and we lost Yangi. And, you know, you want to talk about uh, Dekuli. I mean, he would have been an option at the moment, given our yeah. wing of woes and we can't get anyone on the pitch. There were some some big names that did vacate us. And so I think we were worse off in that sense. But we definitely recruited and we we've got the players coming through the uh, MPL sides that can cover those kind of absences. So I don't know that it's a, I don't know that we were overachieving. I think us sitting in sixth at the moment is exactly where we deserve to be. And we're just short of a five or six game winning streak that I know we have in us away from really perching up into the top three. And that is the most optimistic I'm going to be all podcast. Yeah, that's fair. I think, that is a good point to make is that, yeah, we do go on these runs. We we have real – our best and worst patches are kind of – they they tend to stick around for a bit. They're not just kind of like one or two games, but it's more like a, a bad month followed by a good month, that type of thing. So I do have the hope that we can turn around. It's just some of the signs we're seeing, like the, the performances from some of our big uh, – particularly our big internationals, they're starting to hurt. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, if not months. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go straight to it, but you say yes after I thought he bounced back really well and was the player. I thought he was our best player against Perth at home the other mm-hmm. week, dictating, dictating play and getting about like he does. And then um, has this performance, which we, we all we can really judge him on in this game is the, the rush challenge that sees him getting a straight red straight after half time. Yeah, I I agree with you. Last week he was great, and that was it was winding back the clock. Old Isaias, you know, the first dinner at Leeds United. Isaias. I saw a funny tweet during the week that said, "If you only just started following the A League now, and you heard about the fanfare of is a uh, is he coming back to Adelaide United, and then yep. witnessing what he's performed over the last couple of seasons, you would think, what the hell is this? This isn't this isn't the guy I was promised. This is a hack. He's yep. a fraud. He's a phony. <laughs> he's not a he's not a phony." He is just playing. He's just, he's, I don't want to be ageist. You're you're so quick to point to the aging aspect of this, but maybe you're right in this game where he had, you know, professional sport. I think you can be. Well, okay, fine. But you can't, it's a workplace. You can't be ageist in the workplace. (laughs) (laughs) But in this aspect, you know, you're playing against the youngest team in the league and it really looked like it at times. Um, just the way that their their movement, they were two steps ahead of us to everything. And they almost were replicating what we wanted to do. We wanted to be first to the ball in midfield. We wanted to get it out wide quickly and attack the fullbacks. And they did that so much better than we did. And I reckon that pissed Izzy off to the point where he thought, nah, fuck it. I'm going straight through the back of Jacob Farrell. But I'm going to try and do it in my secretive, underhanded, uh, Isaias ways. He but just he, he got it all wrong. He, he slipped, almost I barely masked it enough to make it look like he wasn't trying to do it. But I think he had every intention of doing it and thought he was probably going to cop a yellow for that early one. But it was pretty bad. It's his boot just kind of 
digs into the back of his like Achilles and calf and there's stays a, um, and stays there. There's uh, a still it's, image it's of it, Sam, that has both of his feet on both of his yeah, Achilles. It's shocking. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely a really terrible poor challenge. Um, and at at the time, you looked at me and you're like, "You want to defend this, don't you?" And I really did. I wanted to. You defend did. It. You were looking for a reason, a way to defend it, but then you couldn't. <laughs> we I just we quickly just, shut that down. Yeah, I just thought, "Fuck me, man. He he has time served." Like yep. you can't, I still hold out hope. He's not like a certified grub. Um, but the more that he does this kind of thing. I don't thing, think he is either. I think he just, I don't think he's a grub. I think he, he does that thing with the referees that annoys me a lot. He's one of those guys which, that's always, them a lot. always in their face, always yeah. first one complaining about something. Um, I get there's that gamesmanship side of, side of sport, but it's not for me. I don't really like it. Other people do. Um, I don't but, think it works that much in the A-League either. No, I don't think so either. I don't think it does. Um, he he also just, I don't know, he had the the one against uh, Brisbane as well late in the game that kind of ended up being really costly, forcing us down to 10 men, defending a, a lead, uh, which ended up costing us a win there, which in the grand, in the context of this month since now, it doesn't seem so, so big a deal getting that draw in Brisbane, but at the time it was, and that's now two red cards in a few weeks. It's, uh, I don't know. He's trying to be he's, that leader. He likes trying to be that guy that's set the tone, and that's what he's tried to do here. Maybe maybe step up and lift the team by going in hard early, but he's just mm. made a complete mess of it. It was dirty, it was grubby, and a straight red was definitely deserved. Yes, he got a three-game suspension I read a couple of hours before we started recording this. Uh, is that fair? I think so, yeah, because that, yeah. that's a that's second, what these second red. forceful straight reds are worth. That, yeah, you know? and a second red for the season as well. So you kind of like, uh, yeah, we, we, um, you can't you can't defend him anymore, which is the the saddest part. Nor this team, because how many red yeah. cards have we had in this run of five games now? Is I it know, one we, every we can, game? We can forgive the Ibasuki one, I think, against Sydney. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because he got it was rescinded. Post it was rescinded, anyway. and it definitely he just went and got the ball. And I don't think there's anything dirty in Ibasuki's game at all. Um, but this, like, I know we were one 0 down already at half time. We weren't looking very good in the first half either. Um, you know, I, but we I, weren't. I'll out dispute of it. that. I thought that we looked okay to begin with. I thought the first fifteen minutes we were okay. Yeah, we were definitely a, in the fixture. That's a third of a half, though. It's not enough. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But, you know, they only did break through um, uh, own goal, which was kind of the feature of the game in that they, you know, they dominated the ball and they had more shots and they did create better opportunities. I'm not saying we deserved anything out of this, but three of the four goals were very fortunate goals. And on another day, those three goals don't go in. Essentially, they, they earned them. I think they did enough to earn them. They, they, had, they also had others that didn't go in that, could have easily been goals as well. You know, Gatchi made some good saves. Again, we're like we're relying on Gat. Gatchi's going to be getting some points in the club champion award, I think, for the last month or oh, so. Yeah. And that's never a good sign for how your team's going if your keeper is polling well. Um, means he's got I a believe, lot to do. That's not good. I, I believe Ryan Kiddo got best on for this game. Um, I well, well, I think in that first period that you're talking about, where we were on top, I thought he was mm. probably our best player. For that first mm. 15, 20 or so, and then Central Coast started to get on top, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um Yeah, I know. We the problem is eleven seconds after half time, you you cop the red card and then not not even two minutes later we've conceded to make it two nil. 
Yeah. Like the, the whole point with 10 men is get, get behind the ball, man. Just yeah. get your heads for five minutes, relax, um, breathe, organize. And we just fucking gave it away again. So yeah. weak at the back. That's, that's why it's not really, I don't, I don't feel like it's worth analyzing a whole lot of the second half in this one. We were already down and then conceded straight after the red. And I think, like you said, by the end of the game, we were just talking shit about other stuff, not really paying a heap of attention. I've gone back and watched bits of the second half and just it's a bit of a disaster at the back. Um, There's not a lot of leadership going on. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it last week, but I posed the idea to you a few times recently. It would have been worth keeping Jakobsen for another year, wouldn't it, Mm -hmm. if we're going to be playing Popovich and... Popovich and I think we can say Barr is inexperienced as well, despite his age, because mm-hmm. he is a new A League player. He's an MPL guy, um, and we've got we've signed Nick Ansel and he's fit and ready to go now. But we're not going to play him. What's going on? Panache looked a bit. Uh, he's not a fullback, is he? He's not a defender, is he? Panache. I think he is going to be a defender, and so I'm not going to go too hard on him for the second goal. But you know, he was definitely beaten in a one-on-one contest. Gave up probably a little bit too easily. There's always, there's been questions since he's coming to the team about his fitness, his capacity to be able to run out of game and stuff like that. He just constantly looks gassed all the time. And in that situation, he yeah. definitely did. Um, Silvera will cause headaches for a lot of a lot of players in this league, oh, though. Bro. He, whipped, uh, he, he ripped one day a new one. He made one day look like he was a Sunday league footballer. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which most players are doing these days. The guys just took control there. Silvera took control on the wing there. Still and Nisbet through the middle. Tulio, that Marco Tulio, is he Brazilian? Marco Tulio. I don't know. I'm not even sure. He's I thought that he was good. good. I, I, I thought he was he good got, on the weekend. When when we were down to ten men, he was good because I think he was the guy that was afforded the space. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be that good output in most games, but that's not to take anything away from the Mariners who are flying at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I hate to entertain the thought, but I need to pose the question anyway. We need to have the discussion, I guess. So great. It's kind of what we're here to do. Um, I'm sure there'll be people out there already with the knives out and the axes ready for Carl. Would you be entertaining any of that discussion yet? (laughs) I didn't even, you know, no, not at all. I did not think you were going to go there whatsoever. That's why I said I didn't want to. I don't really want to entertain the thought, but I I feel like it's worth mentioning a little. What are the arguments for? Have you read anything that kind of makes you sway towards it? Nah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think so. I've got got concerns. I've got concerns, but not enough to be ousting a coach at this point. No, definitely not. I mean, there was that that interesting comparison that we read during the week, um, which, you know, it was kind of... It was kind of derogatory in a way. It was inflammatory, but it's you know implying that the Central Coast Mariners are the team that everyone thinks Adelaide United and Carl Viet are, and that they play young players and they get results and they play attacking football and they're exciting and stuff. And it's actually supposed to be the Mariners. I don't think that's true. I think Carl does that. Um, but the problem is, I think that when we're in crisis or when we're not performing well, he falls onto. He, he just he allows himself to fall into safe hands and that's why you see the one day easy pivot come back but you didn't see it prior to the world cup break when we were playing well and it's it's kind of just i can i get why he wants to keep playing popovich and bar because we don't have a settled center back duo but i think he's picked the wrong one you know not having a right back that could replace yavi lopez 
going into the season, you maybe thought you didn't need that kind of thing, but you always need two players for two positions. That's why you get 23 to 25 players you can register for the squad. And so if you're talking about Mandanya not actually being a right back, well, then you've got to ask yourself, who is the other right back? There, there isn't one, is there? Yeah. It's, um... So there's, there's a lot of things, I think, just bigger than Carl. And so I wouldn't... Yeah, I, wouldn't I think so too. Sacking him. Um, I, it does, I, does concern me sometimes. I think he... I don't know how much of any other kind of game plan he's got up his sleeve if ours doesn't work. But then I guess he's also... He's also forced that way a bit, um, given the like the players we have at our disposal, kind of ready to go, like you were saying. So I, I don't know if he could try. He could try a bit more, try and get a bit more creative with our shape or something. I don't know. I'd like to see something change in the coming weeks. Maybe we'll see how Melbourne Victory goes at home first. I think, and then um, you know, should we blow that? I think I'd be looking at mixing it up a, a bit. Trying, trying some sort of different shape out of left field that we haven't really done before. Mm, I wouldn't even put it down to shape. I'd just say different combination of players. But um, perhaps yeah. def- de- definitely Melbourne season-defining game. This is the one. If that for me, that was like the season-defining performance. That was the one where you just wash your hands and you're like, okay, the shit has to stop right now. Yeah, we have a very beatable victory coming up at home on the weekend. This is where we turn it around before we go on possibly the hardest run of fixtures we've got for the season. You know, we've got West Sydney's coming up, City and Inform Brisbane. We, I think we've got to play victory again after that. This easily now is the hardest part of our season. Yep. So we got victory this Saturday, as you just mentioned. They're now equal bottom after results on the weekend. It's great to see. I just wish we were doing a bit better and there'd be a, there'd be a whopping big gap there. Instead, the gap is only five points. Uh, that's how tight the It feels the like it should be moment. bigger, hey? It feels like it, it feels... should be bigger. Yeah. Mm. But it's not. Um, that's our title is. So we lose this and they're only two points behind us. So, And we're very close to the bottom. So we need the win at home. We pumped them here 3-0 last time. Um, do you think we're Do you think we're bouncing back and winning this? There's Okay, so there's been a little bit of um, media detail going into this today. Not sure if you caught it. Tony Sage, Perth Glory owner, came yep. out today on Western Australian SEN and called victory the glory B team. Owing perhaps to like, you know, Fortaroli <laughs> and Economides, Bernstino. Yeah. Um, he went out and made the point basically for all the money that they've spent, which he speculates it's at $13 million this season. Um, how how could they possibly be on equal points with Perth Glory at the foot of the ladder right now, having only scored nine goals, which is one more than the Glory? For me, this kind of thing ahead of the Adelaide United fixture makes me think, oh, my God, Sage has <laughs> unnecessarily wound them up. Yeah, he's razzing them up. Yeah, they're going to the come out fo- fire away. They're not going to have any crowd here. They'll probably have a few. Oh, they'll there'll have be, some. There'll be oh, some people some sprinkled around. Um, that kind of thing unnerves me a little bit. I'm wondering how this is going to play out. Yeah, I'm not I sure just, where they're going to go. I just want three points. Just Someone please just wake me up at the end of Saturday with three points against victory at home. That'll um, do. Nani out for the season with an ACL injury. This probably yep. makes them stronger, doesn't it? Uh, just about. He's not been good. They've as a team, they just haven't been good though. So, uh, if we if we lose this, I'm wiping my hands of the season. I think mm. I don't know if we oh, come. It'll back. be too hard to come back. It'll be way because yeah. because all of those middle tier mathematically teams are... sure, but I just the way we've been playing. Wellington been playing better than us. Newcastle yes. beat us. Western United. 
probably still think they're playing a bit better football than us at the moment too. So um, Perth found and a win the other week as well against West Sydney, who are third. Exactly. You know, don't don't discount don't discount Brisbane too. They're unbeaten in yeah. six now. They're riding up there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so yeah, victory this week. Uh, what we're recording right now on the 9th of January, and this day always pops up some good memories for Adelaide United fans. Um, on this day, 2011, January 2011, we beat Melbourne Victory 4-1 in Melbourne. Um, it's pretty widely celebrated in Adelaide, I guess, because the context, I guess, is important. We we were belted by Melbourne here in Melbourne, you know, at the Dome, at Amy Park, at High Marsh, wherever, wherever we played Melbourne Victory. <laughs> Didn't matter. It did not matter. They were rolling us. They were just really us everywhere. Um, we went there uh, with this team, got a 4-1 result, and it's pretty widely celebrated this time every year. The video comes up and we enjoy it. Do you think that's um, – <laughs> I said to you off air before that I think fans of another club would probably laugh at how much we enjoy this result. But I guess it's just uh, it's just fond memories, isn't it? It's folklore now. It's, you know, like January 9th, remember the date we beat the team that we fucking hate. Like this is, like you said, context is important. This was the victory that broke the 10-game losing streak. This was the hoodoo. This was the, you know, there was never a bigger losing streak in the league, nor have we seen one since, of one team against another team. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't think, the, why would you laugh at this? There's the aspect that like... um I guess Melbourne Victory had their their rivalry with Sydney, probably has been bigger than with Adelaide at at times, but I think for us definitely it's probably our biggest, and I don't know. I I guess I don't know if I was a Victory fan, it would just be I just find it weird that Adelaide celebrate this one result, but we're going to celebrate it anyway. We love it. It was good. It was one of the best away memories I have. I can't. I wonder that. I think it it comes in cycles. So like, we we didn't like Melbourne because it's Victoria from the start, and then you get those two grand final results, and so that kind yep. of absolutely you know sets it in. It embeds it within us. And then you know Sydney and Melbourne had those couple of grand final results against each other, but then there's been this large period since where Melbourne hasn't really challenged Sydney, and they've gone on that unbeatable run where they won three or four or four yep. or five or whatever it was. So I think it's just the changing tides of uh, rivalry and stuff embedded within the league. But, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't think any team would cast any kind of sideways glance at us celebrating this result. This is the idea of football. This is the idea of history. This is the idea of folklore. You know, these, these standout results that underpin your love and your, you know, your passion and your belonging to the team. And I love that you went away to this game and you hold it so fondly still 10 years later, there are away games for everyone for every kind of reason. Yeah. That, that is why, you know, it's more widely celebrated because of the 10 game losing streak, I think, but I don't think it makes it any less pathetic because yeah. this is I one of the perfect games felt like, as an Adelaide United fan. felt like a time where it just, it really, it took us from a club that we felt like we were a club that was constantly in the shadow of the bigger teams, maybe. And this kind of broke it just because they were our main rivals. We were finally able to beat them. It just kind of brought it back a bit. And then it was pretty even there for a while after that. And then I think of late, we've been far the better. 
the better side over victory. We've gone back on top. I'm not sure what the overall record is. We could probably get that for the sure. match pod on the weekend, yeah. but it would be evened up by now. Um, it will be getting closer. I've got another, we'll do another Melbourne victory away memory after this one, but just quickly while we're on the 2010-11 season, I'm sure you can name the goal scorers from this game. I can. I think I definitely can. Uh, Flores got the first goal. Yep. Um, which, you know, that's probably another reason why it holds so special to us. So that that one magic Marcos Flores season where he yeah, was unreal. instrumental, maybe the best footballer we've ever seen play for the club. So that was great. Uh, Sergio Van Dijk had the double. Yep. The the free kick, obviously the the pivotal moment, the one yeah. that lives long in the memory. How like thirty odd yards out, and considering how straight he was to the goal, for him to be able to get that kind of whip coming back on it is it's just that's brilliant. Yeah. And the celebration too, I think, is the one everyone realizes. And it's a packed out wedge in um where were you? Was it Amy Park? It was Amy Park? Yeah, we're in the corner. It was Amy Park in the corner. And it's, it feeds into that thing where we haven't beaten them in 10 games and yet you still sell out your away bay in Melbourne just for that hope that maybe this will be the one that we can actually do them over in. Yeah. It had spilled around as well and there's people at the bottom and like in the end as well, like like the section behind the goal towards towards the corner. There were yeah, people nice. sitting there, Adelaide fans around there as well because we'd had too many people. Um, I watched the video a few times today. It's always just a great memory because I was like front row and I'm the only You're person pitching, wearing. I'm the only person wearing black there. Everyone's wearing red. I was standing Pitchful. next. To, I was standing next to Redwig Steve, and uh, the corner goes in. Uh, sorry, the free kick from Van Dyke. He ran straight over to us. He ran up to Steve, and then all the players were just jumping in over my head, and that it was great. And then, um, the do you remember who scored the other goal? It was Fabian Barbiero. Yeah. So after the the Barbiero goal goes in. Barbiero comes running over and he comes in just like to my left to where Steve and the others were. And then Van Dyke just kind of runs straight up to me, arm puts his arm around me, around my <laughs> neck, and he was just kind of hugging me and then people just climbing over the top. It was just awesome scenes. I also remember that day we stayed in the ground for so long after the game, just chanting, and we made so much noise. The stadium had emptied. Like the players went down the tunnel. I'm pretty sure this was the same game. Um, the players went down the tunnel. We're gone for a bit and we were still there and they came back out. Some of them had gotten like, put their tracksuits on or whatever. They come back out and they'd come over and we were just still there chanting. It was just so awesome. Making so much noise in that the empty stadium with the roof just echoing everywhere. Um, do you remember who scored the Melbourne Victory goal? I do. Uh, it was uh, our mate, Dugandic. Mate. <laughs> mate Dugandic. Mate Dugandic, yeah. Uh, I didn't mind this player. He ended up playing for us, didn't he? Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he was I another he was one okay. of those very average, you know, Spagmolo type wingers. Yeah. Just... Well, people are going to get upset with you just calling Spagnolo average oh, there. He's bro. a club champion. I was one of those guys that booed um, Travis Dodd coming off of Spags in a really important game. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> um, but this was a long time ago. And you know how right. vociferous I am with booing in the stadium. Yeah. Um. Do you remember how that season ended? Did we finish second bottom? Uh, no, we we made the finals. We beat was that the previous season. Yeah, we beat Wellington one 0 at Highmarsh, and uh, oh, who scored? Travis Dodd scored, and then we got knocked out at home to Gold Coast. 
Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Bruce scored. Jitte yeah. scored and Shane Smeltz got a double. There you go. I remember that. Yeah, in front of 15,000 at Highmark Stadium. Anyway, the a uh, bit of trivia. We had in that season, Adelaide United, we had eight players who were eight players who were either international or represented another country. Can you? How many can you name? We had eight, do you reckon? Yeah, With we the, did. The, this was during like the Holger Osik, Pim Verbeek, Socceroos. Uh, Rini, Rini, yeah, Rini Coolen coaching Adelaide. Nah, but I'm t- oh, like the yeah, Socceroos. They had that A League second team. So, all right, mm. let me try and guess some. Let me try and guess some. So eight foreign eight players. Uh, one, one who was born here but represents another team, another country. Wait, so they're all foreign, all foreign representatives. Yeah, at various points throughout the season. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know. Van Dyke would be one, right? Van Dyke's one. Yeah. Because what, he Indonesian? Uh, born in the Netherlands, played for Indonesia. Yep. Yep. Um, are you including youth caps and stuff as well? Or um, There's no there's no youth foreign. No. What do you mean? What are we talking about here? So you're talking about international representatives that played for Adelaide United, right? I'm talking about you look at the squad on Wikipedia and it's got it doesn't have an Australian flag next to their name. <laughs> really? What's that? So it's so it's Flores. I've thought uh, I was pretty clear. Eight guys who are not Australian and one Sorry. who is Australian but played for another country. All right. My bad. So you've got Van Dyke. I thought you meant international rep. So it'd be Flores. Yep. Yeah. You said uh, Cassio. Cassio. Yep. Yes. Um who else would be in this team? Uh, oh, fuck. Was it Sasha? Was Sasha in this team? No. Milan Susak? No. No. Oh, I'm hitting some X's here. Who else? Um, uh, one of them Ian played Ram- left Ian wing. Ramsey. Ian, Ian Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Yep. Australian represents the Philippines. Yep. Yep. Ian Ramsey. No, that makes sense. Um, Another one uh, also featured in this game, I believe, came off the bench. Um, Musket. Got him and got red carded. I can't remember the guy musket framed. Was it Shin? Francisco Usaka. Oh, Usaka. He was yeah. good. Yeah. He's oh, okay. I fucking, I, no, I quite enjoyed Usaka because he was, yep. um, was he the direct replacement for Jonas Sally or was Jonas Sally in oh, this team? I can't, I can't remember. He wasn't in this team, but I can't remember. I quite enjoyed Usaka. I thought he was a good player. Okay. Um, the others are tough. You're going to have to help me out. Yeah. So there's a uh, Croatian defender, Dario Bodrosic. Oh, Bodrosic. See, I was thinking <laughs> Susak. No, all right. Yep, Bodrosic. Um, sure. You know, I do a... not have a single memory of him. Yeah. <laughs> there was neither. There was a <laughs> there was a Dutch guy. A Dutch guy. A, what, a fullback or a holding midfielder or something? A uh, midfielder slash winger. Had a small stint. Wasn't he along? Wasn't, wasn't Levchenko, was it? He's Ukrainian. He's Ukrainian. Whoop, my bad. Dutch guy what? has scored ah. plenty of goals in the Dutch league. Uh, Came a bit of a meme. Still is a bit of a meme. Oh, was it? Um, oh, fuck. You've... I know it now as well. Um, it, it begins with an A, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm not going to get it. Andy Slory. Slory. That's Andy it. Andy Slory. Yep. I kept uh, and the last one. The last one who you are absolutely no chance to get is Joe Keenan, the British the 
fuck is that? British midfielder who we got as an injury replacement. He played 14 times for Adelaide. I don't remember him at all. He played for... Banter era, Adelaide. He played two games for Chelsea between 2002 and 2006. No wonder we signed him. He played for Melbourne Victory for a season, played 12 games. Uh, Then he went back to Hibernian in Scotland. And then he was playing for South Melbourne and we picked him up during his spell at South Melbourne um, as an injury replacement. I don't really remember him, but he, yeah, he did. He played, played 14 played, games. Played 14 games. Um, That'd be a good one to deep dive on. We should we should try and contact him for an interview. <laughs> yeah, you reckon? That's No. Oh, I should have told you this prior, but I'll tell you on the pod now because this is a good one. I, I've got a really good idea. I think we should deep dive and try and find ex-Adelaide United players that only played under 20 appearances. And try and get them on the pod and talk to them about mm. their experiences with Adelaide. Love that you're, sh- you're sharing this as we record with me. <laughs> this is work. This is called a workshop. Work. We're going to workshop it, are we? <laughs> you can find them. All right. I'll do it. I'll reach out to him. Joe Keenan, you reckon? Joe, you're going to reach out to Joe Keenan. That'll be number yeah, one. Yeah, no, he did. He played for Adelaide. Anyway, moving on. The other one. Okay. Uh, on. I realized I dragged this on a bit, but the other one was a big one. Um, Adelaide United away. We're talking about away memories against Melbourne Victory. Uh, 1-0, Bruce Kamau, Craig Goodwin got knocked out. Championship winning season, uh, limbs. What, are you trying to get me to guess another player? No, I'm trying to get you to uh, tell me about it. Oh, this game, Jesus. This was part of such a great period where I felt like we were in Melbourne, um, like just because I think we went to the city. Didn't you? No, no. This was not when I was there. We were just okay. visiting. I think we went there a couple of times because we went to the City game two weeks later to see us wrap up the league or at least get in the position where we could win the league. Mm. This victory game was maybe the most tense thing I've ever been a part of. Um, typically, when you go away to victory, you think uh, we're going to lose. And more often than not, we do. Yeah. And for me, this was the first time I've ever seen us win because I wasn't at the 4-1 victory. This was the first time I've ever seen us beat victory in Melbourne. Yep. And to leave it so late, I've never felt so breathless in my life. I'm positive we've spoken about this before, but in terms of away days, the way that the the Bay just reacted in terms, and, you know, the context of the season, we'd come from bottom to be in a position where we could challenge for the league and maybe the championship. And it was all those same guys as, probably that were there five years previous to see us break our hoodoo against them. And then to get that goal and to get that result in that moment, I think yep. that is the final hurdle into being champions for us. Like Absolutely. As, just, just as Adelaide. And that's why it's not a crazy thing for us to celebrate 4-1 over Melbourne 10 years ago or 11 years ago because it is such a huge hurdle for Adelaide United. And I don't think we, I don't think we degrade ourselves in any way admitting that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, that season, incredible, like you said. We lost in round eight to Melbourne Victory. Um, and then from that moment, we were sitting bottom. From that moment, we went win, win, draw, win, draw, win, 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 draw, win, 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 lost, draw, win, win, win. We lost to Melbourne City a few round in round 23, and then we beat them in round 27, which ended up wrapping up the premiership. And then we went on to win the championship, that big grand final at home. But yeah, that was a huge moment in that season. The 
I just remember the the bay being absolutely packed, and we chose to stand on right that concrete the back. against yep. the concrete wall where there were no seats at the back in the back yes. bit. Not not right at the back of the stand, but at the back of the kind of front section, the front bit. Yeah, where there's oh, yeah. there's like a little concrete wall there. We stood up against that, and it was just absolute scenes. I've never seen anything like it in the bay. Um, awesome stuff. Went on to win. How good. You can't, yeah, I don't know. You reflect on it now and you think, oh, that was the perfect sporting tale, wasn't it? And you might not ever experience anything like that again. So I'm so glad we were there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, just quickly before we finish off on this, another little trivia thing. We played two two international, uh, two foreign clubs in preseason that year. Who were they? Mm, mm, in the championship winning year? Yeah. That was Spanish team, surely. So um, um, they were Oh fuck! I thought that was the Valencia season. <laughs> fuck! Oh no, was that the Liverpool season? Yep. So Liverpool was one. Oh no, I've got bad memories of the Liverpool. If you guys want to hear the Liverpool story, um, just <laughs> inbox. We'll set up a little PayPal Venmo thing, and you can just <laughs> drop us ten bucks, You'll get and I will go story. into full detail about the Liverpool story. Because that is and one of those things that comes up on my memories every the whole year. the whole ninety seconds or so of it you saw. Yes, yes, yeah. best best ninety seconds of a friendly I've ever seen in my life. Who else so did we, we play? We lost to Liverpool, and we also played. Uh, let's go with Bali United. No, we lost a game behind closed doors on the Gold Coast against Manchester City. <laughs> Oh, fuck am I gonna get that? I don't know. It was on just, the Gold Coast, bro. I'm just giving you trivia behind closed doors too. Um, yeah. So does it count? That's well, we played them. It was a it was an official friendly. I'm just hey, I'm just reading the wiki page to you, mate. Just lay off, all right. We also in that preseason had an 11 nil win over the Alice Springs All Stars, uh, where Dylan Smith scored twice, Pablo Sanchez twice, Ellie Babau scored twice. Thierio scored three and Karuska got two. What a time to be alive. Um, yeah, title winning season. Good stuff. How good. Um, so what you're saying is we need to play the Alice Springs 11 every season. Or closed door games Man against City um, Man City on the Gold Coast. Yeah, That's pretty things. crazy we did that actually. You know? Yeah. Unreal. We'll interrogate, we'll interrogate that further as well. Maybe Joe Keenan was a part of the side. We can ask him. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. But maybe. Mm-hmm. It was 2016, 15. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you have anything else you want to go? Or do you want to do you want to do the Wellington Sydney? Do you want to talk let's about just, that? Let's talk about it very quickly. Very, yeah, very quickly. Very quickly. We don't usually devote time to other A League games. Yeah. In this because this, like, I will preface this with um, the talk, the arguments about the penalties in the night shift uh, group chat between me, yourself, and Cooper has been a it's been a bloodbath. This has been it's probably been, the most brutal of conversation we've had. It's it's been savage. That uh, limbs have been lost. Um, mm-hmm. Things have been Eyes said that can't poked. be undone. Eyes have been feet poked out, nibbled. And, and, yeah, it's <laughs> Cooper. Yeah, nibbling feet is weird. Um, wh- where are we on these penalties now? Where are we with this Sydney Wellington game? I can we just preface it real quick? Okay, so the A League another preface. Social- the A-League official social media, they yeah. come out and they ask, is this the craziest finish to an ALM match, all caps, ever that you yeah. have seen? Is crazy, is that how we're going to describe it? The, the penalties aren't crazy. They're incompetent. 
it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's it's crazy that um was it Lafondre missed twice. That's crazy. <laughs> We retweeted it on the Twitter page. There's a great uh, Cove. Is it Cove? There might be on the other end. There's a great Sydney home video of hit, of the recording of the penalty missing and him absolutely sconning some dude in the crowd, not expecting him to miss a second time. Nice. But it's it, fucking brilliant. Good stuff. Um, are they penalties? Is the first one a pen? No. Is the second one a penalty? No. There's it's, probably more where, of a... Where do we go from this? I think I've seen... Look, we feel like we're being anti Sydney and biased here, but um, but dude, my, my issue that, with there's the been first legitimate one, no, there's been legitimate calls in the media this week that it looks like the APL are very interested in getting Sydney <laughs> into a grand final, and this is like the first time conspiracy has actually reached the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, you can't let what actually happens get in the way of how you feel about the decisions. Like, I think a lot mm. of people are tying in the two. Wellington red cards as well. And then the two penalties being like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the referee is doing everything they can to. But Krayev's red card is there. He's, he did it the other oh, way yeah, against definitely. Melbourne City. He barged through yep. the back of Tilio from Melbourne City and gave away a penalty. This week he's on a yellow card and he's barred through the back of another player. It's a yellow. It has to be a red. You can't let that get in the way of this. Um, But I do think they're pretty. I'm not even, I'm not 100% convinced the first one even hits his arm, are we? No, is the camera Surely angle not. that conclusive that we can no. overturn that and give the penalty? I don't think it is. Um, I agree. Or did he give it first and then it was? I don't know. Either way, whatever. Um, and then the second one is just like, I don't know. What? No one's talking about the Sydney player being in the box. I thought that would rule it out, but apparently yeah. not. No, I just there can't be um, a penalty decision when the guy that received the ball was uh, encroaching on the box. So. Look, I think we got the the biggest argument was what happens in that situation. Does it is it, is it a turnover to uh, Wellington or is it a penalty retaken potentially? I'm not sure what the rule is, but you definitely can't fire the ball into the box if you've encroached. But the first one's not a penalty, and it doesn't even matter that he's not looking at the ball or that he's just merely jumping to contest a header. It hits his shoulder. How is, how is that a penalty? How's everyone looked at this and thought, yeah, that's handball? Yeah. The second one is we get into that debate about what a natural position is. Like I said, to, I said to Cooper, Cooper was making the case that it was handball. Um, I said, film yourself, <laughs> film yourself sprinting, <laughs> sprinting. Be careful. Be careful. Film yourself sprinting and then lunging as if you're blocking a, a cross. Show me where your arms should be. What's natural. Um, I, don't know. I also think there should be room for players protecting their face as well in the modern era, given what we know about concussions and how careful we're trying to be with it. Players should be allowed to put their hand in front of their face, I think. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't Number know. one, I know Cooper's listening. Definitely record yourself doing this because that'll be fucking great content. <laughs> Number two, I totally agree with you that if the ball is going to hit the guy's face, then you should be able to put your hand in front of it and it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think so too. Because we have the technology to be able to draw whether or not the ball is going to hit the guy in the face. If it doesn't hit him in the arm. So I think he, he should be able to protect himself in that situation yeah. as well. Um, it's Definitely. just the frustration comes from, we saw the ones in the Premier League where um, they're not given because of like proximity and how close they are to the the cross getting fired into them. But in the A-League, we give them. It's just, I don't know, it's confusing. We're like two years on into this thing and nobody, we're, we're still confused about what the handball rule is and so is everybody else. There you go. 
Yeah, and it's never going to end. Um, yeah. I did think the Wellington second red card was a bit harsh. It felt like the Torres Savage thing, where if you can't, you can't just send one of them off and not the other one off. You have to book them both, or you have to send them both off. You can't just be like, okay, you were involved in the same thing. You may have had your hand on that guy's neck or that guy's yeah. shoulder, but you're both intimating the same kind of reaction. You can't, it doesn't look like there's a different foul in there. Just give them yellows. Um, we might wrap it there. Uh, you can check out. We did a pod. Episode 96 is up about, um, what do we talk about? <laughs> European yeah. football. I don't FA know, Cup. Stuff. FA, FA Cup. Cup. Stuff like that. Spain. Um, Perez. Did he play for Arsenal? You know, there's yeah, lots good of good stuff. stuff in there. Brilliant content. Uh, get around it. Get onto the social media. Like it all. Like I said on the other pod, if you don't want to listen to us, press play anyway and turn it down while you're watching telly. Do it. Give us the hit. What do we Go need? On. We just we need like eight eight minutes or something for to register a play. Just do that. Just do that. Yeah. Also, if you haven't checked it out yet, go back and listen to the At The Match pods we've done. We had one for, I believe, the first two home games of the season, and then we had one for the Perth game. So go check that out. You can hear the sounds of High Marsh. Uh, good stuff. We'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll see you next week. Hopefully we get the three points against Melbourne. Um Yeah. Look out for the at the match pod. That could be a that that would be an interesting uh excursion, I think. Yeah, that'll be a fun day. Fun day. Let's do it. Let's get it. Three points. Fuck the APL. Fuck Sydney. Fuck Melbourne. Let's do it. Yeah. Fuck the lot. Fuck the lot. <laughs>